five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Well, Zane Curtis, Zane Curtis from Joy Division, dance to the radio, dance to the radio. As you can tell, it's uh, 9-11 here in the background. How is everybody? You know, it's just a dark Joy Division, middle of November, crawling on our belly through Scorpio month. Kind of morning, and um, I thought I'd play us a little bit of uh, the haunted sounds of Ian Curtis and Joy Division. Of course, Joy Division would go on to become New Order with uh, Bernard Sumner on guitar, Peter Hook on bass, and Stephen Morris on drums. They would add a keyboard player. Sarah, I never remember her name. She's the keyboard player. Anyway, um, I thought it was an appropriate song for the time that we're in. And uh, we're going to get into some of the FTX clown show shit. But um, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're in trouble. We're in trouble and we're not in trouble. And that's going to be hopefully the message that you'll come away with from today. That we got issues, big issues. But there are other issues that are bigger than the issues that we have. And I'll try to be fair and balanced today as I go through the uh, the checklist and, and the litany of absolute fuckery that people are having to deal with right now. So I promise I'll be fair with the fuckery and that hopefully by the time we're done, you'll feel a little bit better and maybe a little bit more fired up about what's going on. Because on the surface, it's not good. So we're going we're gonna to go down the FTX rabbit hole a little bit today. Um, we're also uh, going to go into a few other places today about what's happening in Arizona, which I'm gonna talk about, which I do believe is related to what has been happening with FTX in Ukraine and a lot more. So let me let me let me just get some business out of the way and that way I can just kind of go off a little bit here. It's been a while since I've actually been able to just kind of go off, but uh, that's what's gonna to happen today. 
Dance, 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 dance to the radio. Radio. Blood transmission. All right, let's uh, let's get into a little true hemp science. Boy, I can't I can't begin to tell you how successful our show was on Friday down at uh, THS in Austin. Boy, the phone was ringing. It was off the hook at the worldwide headquarters, and for good reason. The gummies are back in town. The gummies are back in town. <laughs> the gummies are back. The gummies are back. Uh, that's one of the big reasons. And the other reason is the success of Chris's products. So if you haven't checked out CBD World vis-a-vis True Hemp Science, let me take you right in there. There is the ASMR website where you can just Take a few drops and relax. Relax in a cloud of memory and bliss. Remembering how your body used to be before you started to get old. Oh, yeah. Remember that body? That pliable, explosive, twitchy body? Well, some of you out there still have that. And if you do, enjoy the fuck out of it. That's all I can say. Uh, CBD will help you in many, many different areas, including things like neuroreceptivity and sleep. And I think we're just starting to scratch the surface of the benefits of CBD. Anyway, if you're interested in the fine products from True Hemp Science, go to truehempscience.com backslash rep backslash 23. That's truehempscience.com backslash rep backslash 23. And if you spend $100 or more, you'll get free product. All you got to do is drop in a 1.5 MINS and um, you will get that free product. Abodanza. Abodanza. And if you get 150 or more, you get free shipping. And Chris and Marsha are more than happy to spend time with you and answer all of your questions about CBD. Let's uh, do a little name call here. Name call. That's really not a name call. Name check. Let's see who we have here. And, uh, you'll chatteroo. You'll chatterooski. Let's see who else. Who we have? Oh, by the way, I am going to play the video that was sent to me by Tom of Rachel, Wendy's daughter, doing a tango, a beautiful tango. We will end on that today. We will pay tribute once more. I've always loved that name, Rachel. You know what that means? Rachel means little lamb of God. I always loved that name. Kabuki Theater, clowns are everywhere. You're damn right. We got our, my man, Ryan, who's the head motherfucker of the International Introspective Woodworker Motherfuckers Union of the World. He's right here. He's always got my back. Love you, brother. Buckle Buck 411. I'm thinking of the Steelers Wheel song. I know, right? Stuck in the middle with you. We might, if I wasn't going to end on the beautiful tribute video 
of Rachel doing tango. I would play that. Maybe we'll play that tomorrow. AP calls AZ for Hobbs last night. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. I hate to tell you I told you so, but I told you so, didn't I? I told you so. It was almost three weeks ago, just before the election, we looked at Katie, uh, um, Carrie Lake's chart. And I looked at her chart and I said, she's going to lose this election. She's going to lose the election. It's in her chart. However, I also said, wait six months and she will be vindicated. Now, this is the tricky part because it, it's, I'm halfway there, okay? Who would have thought that Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake of Fire would lose to the Where's Waldo of governors? Katie Hobbs, who when confronted, drops her coffee drink on the Veritas project, wouldn't debate her, was openly on the record with racist statements against one of her employees. In fact, I think there was even a settlement. If you had looked at all the evidence at hand and said, Robert, I think you're nuts. How could this woman lose? Well, they just showed you. And what they think of front-running candidates. They don't give a fuck. We are now in open trench warfare. They do not give a fuck. She'll have her day. Carrie Lake will have her day. That's the other part that I talked about. She'll have her day about six months from now. But it's going to be very hard to insert her as governor as a result of this. And it could throw everything into a form of chaos. There she is, the beautiful one. The beautiful one. Wendy says, what's going on, Wendy? Sony, classy Sony. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? Classy lady. It's Sony. Fran, what's going on? Fantastic. Good to see you. Good morning to you all as well. Good morning, y'all. Queen Lisa. What's happening, Queen Lisa? Been chatting with King Pat a little bit. Looks like he's moving right along on a schedule, on a schedule with the new career path, which is great. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Here's Kelly B. Kelly B. Good. How was your birthday? Ooh, that's right. Happy birthday, Kelly. Happy birthday to my man, Ebo, aka Bubba. It was his birthday yesterday. And then uh, we're going to be hanging out with the shadow himself this weekend, celebrating his birthday. I got to I got to spread the love to the scorpions, since I am a Scorpio rising. I understand that the creation of reality being used as a weapon. Bo, you're on it. You're on it. Here's TJ. What's going on, Tom? How are you? Finca Feliz, starting third party. Same happened last time we had East Transits. We'll see. David also predicted that Beto would win in Texas. I have to give David a little shit. Uh, I, look, the whole thing's being weaponized, okay? It's all being weaponized. Uh, 
I'm just going to say I'm fucking sick and tired of Trump. I'm sick and tired of a guy that can't fucking admit that he was wrong about the vaccines. Oh, oh, but we would have been shut down for another five to 12 years if he hadn't done it. Okay, I could roll with that. I could roll with that. But you have to take victory lap after fucking victory lap after fucking victory lap. Now he's on the outs with Candace Owens because she treated him poorly during the interview. You mean she dared to ask him a question about his vaunted vaccines? Please. I personally don't give a fuck if Trump starts a third party. It's what they want, this fracture, fracture, fracture. Like, look, I don't trust Ron DeSantis. I mean, look, I've got pictures of them on my Twitter page, and they're both at the Wailing Wall doing the penguin dance with the little hat. What more do you need to know? You can't trust either of these guys. And if you, you trust them, if you, if you implicitly trust them, either of them, you are a fucking masochist. That's He's disruptive, and I've talked about this before. If you're going to be disruptive and you're going to take on the uh, uh, the image of being a fascist and a tyrant, well, fucking do it. Become a tyrant. Become a fascist. I mean, you're going to lean into it. Did he lean into it? No. He wasn't a tyrant. He wasn't a fascist. He did everything that big business and big pharma and big friend in the Middle East asked for him. He went to Saudi Arabia and made a big deal out of selling all these weapons to the Saudi Arabians. Meanwhile, they're carrying on an absolutely brutal proxy war. Well, not the Saudis. It's a real war. But a brutal war with the Yemenites using the equipment that they purchase from us and he's got that little leech cocksucker Jared Kushner you know attached to the back of his neck right that's what's going on like dude if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna take the heat be a fucking tyrant he wasn't enough of a tyrant I said this before now he's got to live with the reputation of being a Trump's a paper tiger. He's the paper tiger. And they'll create more strife and division. All right. Mark, yes. What's going on, brother Mark? Good to see you. Joy division. The joy right out of you. That's part of, I think, the thing, right? Hey, it's a dark time. We're in Scorpio. We have to have a little bit of a... Uh, we have to, we have to, you know what I mean? We have to have that moment where it's like in Cooley High, where they're sitting around drinking and they say, this is for the brothers that are no longer with us. And they pour out a little, little bit of the bottle, right? That's what we did for Ian. Ian, Ian Cartis today. And a little bit for the man who's not with us. Sucks. Hey, can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you get what you need. Look, look at this. We got sucks the goodness out of you. And then we have right back great song. I love you guys.
was watching the Leo King. I had to switch back to my live OG astrologer. You the man, Timothy. You the man. Thank you for that. Uh, eggs sure are expensive. I know, right? Okay, I got a little secret for you. A little secret for you. Our friend, Frater Masaki, has been uh, traveling a far and distant land, a land of the rising sun. And he shared food prices with me from the land of the rising sun, and I was stunned. The price for food in the land of the rising sun, way cheaper than here, way better quality. People were being jerked around. We're being jerked around. We're being jerked off, but not in a good way. Being jerked around, fucked around, burnt ends. In other parts of the world, they're living quite well. Gee, I wonder why. So in those good old punk days, I just had to put spiritual daddy on pause. Love, love. I caught the last of it this morning, was trying to catch it up. Spiritual daddy. Yo, I'm your spiritual daddy. Spiritual daddy. Maybe I should do a show something like that. But if I did a show like that, it'd be way more shit talking. Way, way, I think way more shit talking. I don't know if I'd call it spiritual daddy though. I don't know what I'd call it. Groundhog Day Grandpa. Groundhog Day Grandpa. Same shit, different day. Spiritual Daddy on hold. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I bow to you. Thank you very much. You can always go back to Spiritual Daddy. Uh, let's see. No joy in Mudville today. Aldi from South Tower. Hey, Aldi, good to see you. Right on. I love it. I love when South Africa shows up. To South Africa. Clown world coming in strong. Oh, my God. There's my man, Lyle Kyoto. Lyle was a fencer. He was a fencer up at the NCAA level. We're going to bring Lyle on one of these days. He's got a lot of good stories. Mark says, I'm on a honey trip in Alberta. I've been feeling pretty good. Mark, do you just carve out. Carve out that new land inside of you, right? You carve out that new territory, that Yukon gold inside of you every single day, brother. There ain't nothing wrong with feeling good. If it's good to you, it's got to be good for you. Remember that. All right, who else do we have? It's just a fantastic thing to have a birthday during the dark month of November. Child, child, it's a, it's a dirty hard job. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to put the burden of the darkness on their shoulders and you've been chosen you have been chosen many many are called but few are chosen uh the absurd u.s elections is reached proportions that's all on purpose what's going on pmso llc also known as janine Let's see, who else do we have? What a, what a crew we have today. And I do appreciate you taking time out because I know David has his show right now. 
is very compelling content. So I appreciate that. Lyle, he made his first order of chewed hemp gummies on Friday. Yes. That's how you do it. I was one of those ringing the phone. I took the dive. I, you know what? He told me, yeah, I took a call from somebody named Lynn in Southern California. She had she had the absolute best questions and, and seemed to be just really on the ball. That's exactly what Chris said. That was you, wasn't it? Wow. Glowing report as a customer, then. Maurice 100, he's here. Capicari. There's our darling little Capicari corn. What's happening? Equicentric, always sending me the best links. Love those links, Equa. Keep them coming. Uh, let's see. It's snowy in Wisconsin here. Yeah, I did call that. I was right. I don't want to be right about things sometimes, though. Would I rather have Carrie Lake become governor and kick some fucking ass? Of course I would. I'd, ra I'd rather her win and me be wrong. Just wait six months. Fixes in before the election. Absolutely. We're going to get into some of that today. Carrie Lake will join Trump in his new party. The pajama party. I've come to the conclusion Democrats are stupid or evil. They just don't care about the truth. I think it's all the above. I think when you do a cross-section of what we would call the democratic mindset, you'll have people that were indoctrinated into Trump derangement syndrome. It was anything but Trump, right? I mean, that's a byproduct. And then what they were able to do is they were able to classify certain people, groups of people, candidates that had the uh, Trump derangement syndrome stench on them. So that all of a sudden now there was a block of candidates that they could just look at and say, these people are bad, they're racist, they're homophobic, transphobic, they're fascist, um, they're misogynistic, they're everything that is absolutely and utterly wrong with the world. We're just going to summarily vote against this block. That's what they did. The democratic mindset will do this now every single time because they have basically taken Trump and the MAGA group and created them into the modern American fascist party, which could not be further from the fucking truth. But that's what they've done. So you have that. That's number one. Number two, um, when you have a buy-in like that, when you have a buy-in like that, it's, uh, the it's the larceny of the spirit. So when you see things that are highly suspicious in these elections, do you think that the people who are winning on the winning side of those elections will give one, one rat's ass about how those elections turn out? No. If you're, if you're a football fan and your football team gets the benefit of a couple of shaky calls, like, are you going to go protest to the league and say, hey, my favorite team just won and there were at least two or three calls in that game that should have been overturned? Because they weren't fair. 
How many football fans do you think would actually do that? Zero. Zero. When your team wins, you don't give a fuck about cheating and you don't give a fuck about what happens with the rest of the results. You don't care. You don't care. And that's this is one of the reasons why this is so dangerous because it sets up uh, this field, this kind of dark morphogenetic field where people just don't give a fuck anymore. As long as they think that what they're getting is going to serve their purposes and their needs, and ultimately, you know, their societal goals, which is stamping out hate and ugliness and everything that they've been able to associate with Donald Trump and the whole manger crew. Now, you, you know, is, is this going to be the worst thing if you start to third party? I mean, Mitch McConnell got 2.5 million from FTX. You got all these motherfucking rhinos who, who basically spent money on candidates that were outside of their own party. What do you think happened with uh, Mehmet Oz? He gave up. He gave up. He stopped campaigning a few months before the actual election. He just gave up. Somebody told him, look, shut it down. That's what he did. And he took the money and he ran. You know, that's what happens when you get elected. You get to keep the money not elected. But when you run and you get campaign funds, you get to keep that shit. Benito Cremo warfare were the 90% of the combatants have no flipping clue who the enemy actually is. Good luck winning that one. There's so, so okay, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Because there are some things that are turning here. There are some things that are turning. And, you know, I don't pass happy yes. That sounds weird. But it's true. I don't say things just to make you feel better or make you feel happier. Everything that I talk about is based on some kind of uh, perception or pattern that I'm seeing. And we're in a big perception and pattern wave right now that is not going away. And I'll get into it with the show. So it's good to see you, Christine. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Anybody else? Are we all caught up here? Even Trump has Trump derangements. <laughs> that would be pretty hard to pull off, but you know what? I think I think that could be true. Hey, there's my man. See, Steve, we need a guest for Friday. I'm gonna call you up today. We we gotta we gotta book somebody for Friday. Got an open space. Let's see what we come up with. Um, let's see. I think we're all here now. Oh, JJ. We can't start until JJ's here. What's going on, Ms. Rain the Blanc? Everyone is going to get exactly what their consciousness allows. Reflective universe. I think there's some truth to that. Um, I don't want to brag. The food press here in Panama are much better than the U.S. Well, it's not really bragging. It's just sharing the awareness of how much things cost we're getting we're getting fucked over here no we're, we're they're taking advantage they're taking advantage of the um of the food crisis not that's not even food. they're just taking advantage they're taking advantage of the whole uh inflation deal by running food cost up it's like oh here we go the food costs are high now that's what's happening 
All right, let's get into some of this FTX stuff. Again, uh, Shatari, thank you for being here. Uh, this thing is really deep. It's 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 very very deep, and we're going to try to untangle some of it today. We may wind up we may wind up doing more of this tomorrow because. I don't even know where to begin. When you see what was going on and just how in some ways premeditated this whole thing was, it, it, it will make you even sicker to your stomach. And connecting it up with people inside the administration, this current administration, people inside and related to this current administration, and even Ukraine, it will make you sick to your stomach. And essentially what we've done with the crypto world um, is that they have given people access to very powerful tools to acquire money with no oversight, no oversight. Now, how long did you think it would take for somebody inside the quote unquote banking industry to get their hooks and claws into the crypto world? Not very long, right? The same people that gave you the Federal Reserve, fiat reserve, fiat reserve currency lending, the same people that deregulated the savings and loans back in the late 70s and early 80s, which allowed them to suck up all the money from the savings and loans, huge scandal. The same people who gave you Michael Milken, right? Ivan Boski, where his mantra was greed is good. Sumner Redstone, I mean, all these people, not Sumner Redstone, he's not the guy that I'm thinking of, T. Boone Pickens. All these these uh, these robber barons, the modern robber barons. It's the same group. It's it's the same uh, rogue bandits that take advantage of deregulation, either deregulation or a wild west scenario where they're set up to essentially create a message that, well, you know, we're we're good, um, we're we're solvent. Our intentions are really good. Just trust us. Just trust us. And FTX, man, FTX was it was it was an exchange, right? But they were doing other things with FTX too. So basically, there was this huge push for FTX with their celebrity side, the people that were invested in FTX. Tom Brady, Steph Curry. Um, I'll play the Larry David commercial here in a second. Uh, FTX was the sponsor for the Miami Heat's basketball. I mean, these are really, really big, high-profile people and businesses. And FTX used every piece of social capital and leverage that they could in order to take in and bilk as many people as possible. 
And I'm going to get into some of that today. All right, so why don't we do this? Um, let's look at, since we're on top of sports, and we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about how Tom Brady and Steph Curry were both absolutely suckered into this. Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and Kevin O'Leary set to lose big from FTX bankruptcy filing. XFTXU, Sam Bankman, again, you just can't make this shit up, fried, lost his entire $16 billion fortune in less than a week after his company filed Chapter 11. He didn't lose it. He just moved shit around. You know who, you know who lost their fortune are the people that invested in FTX. Let's be clear about this. So, um, one of those athletes is Tampa Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. Just a few months after winning his seventh Super Bowl in 2021, Brady and his wife Giselle Bunchen were each given equity stake in FTX. In addition to receiving some crypto, Brady served as an ambassador for the company, and Bunchen was FTX's environmental and social initiatives advisor. Ooh, ooh, how cool! The two also starred in uh, several TV commercials for FTX. All right, so this is one of the videos. And I'm going to play it for you here. Let me just make sure that I have the, uh, the right setup. How fucking ridiculous do you think Tom Brady looks now? Here we go. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, we talked about it. I got another 10 years left. Maybe 15. Not that. This is big. What do you think? Are you in? You know what? I'm in. Let's call everyone. Hang on a minute. Oh, how dare you call this number? Okay. So just to let you know, this is a guy by the name of Fireman Ed. And Fireman Ed is this iconic uh, New, York Yank New York Jets fan who shows up at the Jets games, and he has his fireman's New York Jets hat. I guess he's an ex-New York City fireman. So I'm just giving you context when you see this guy wearing this helmet, and you ask yourself, who the fuck is he? I'm in. Whatever. Who's that? That was my mom. Huh. Hey, Donut, don't eat that. Yo, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Arthur, I quit. I'm in. T-Bone, is it the downstairs toilet again? Hello, Tom. Doggy coin? Sue, Mark. Are you in? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right, this last one might be tough. Nah, he loves you. Barbara's getting on the dentist. This guy. First, even if you wanted to come back, we wouldn't take you. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah we, we would. would. You're right, we would. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360 degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take it. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome. Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. 
that's a lot of uh that's a lot of clout that's a lot of heavy duty marketing and signing your name on the dotted line but he's not the only one we're going to look at uh, Steph Curry here and how Steph Curry fell for the same the same bullshit hook line and sinker imagine that no that's not it let me do this all right so this is uh this is stephen curry here we go this is steph curry the world's leading expert on cryptocurrency i'm not he's not making pasta he's printing crypto no he mines bitcoin from a giant block of ice definitely not okay quit messing around man give me some tips on crypto no but you are an expert, right? No, I'm not an expert, and I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely. Can you at least teach me how to shoot free throws? Uh, a cute little commercial, but yet another, another sucker. And this is the guy, by the way, Steph Curry. This is the guy, by the way, who is always blue check in the woke box doesn't matter what the issue is blue check in the woke box and now he is culpable for selling essentially and marketing an absolutely wormy and corrupt service bad year for tom brady let me tell you bad bad year all right we're going to get in this a little bit deeper now um, I want to play you an interview. Oh, here, we'll do one more. Let's do the Larry David interview or the Larry David commercial. This was a Super Bowl commercial, which shows Larry David as somebody who historically has been wrong about the most groundbreaking and important inventions of all time throughout his incarnations and then he ironically gets it right with ftx so let me play this for you if you haven't seen it I call it the wheel. Hmm. I don't think so. What does it do? It rules. Yeah, so does a bagel, okay? A bagel you can eat. One of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Brother David, behold, it's a fork. I got 10 forks right here, baby. <laughs> huh? Am I right? Hello? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what is it? A toilet, my lord. A toilet? You expect this court to do its business inside? We're not animals. <laughs> we go outside like humans. It's coffee. It's new. 
Oh, it's awful. You don't like it? I'm all jittery and feel like I got a big job coming on. Hancock, you sign first. No, King! Gentlemen, have you taken leave of your senses? The people shall have the right to vote. Even the stupid ones? Yes! Stupid people vote? Yes! Ha! Edison, can I be honest with you? It stinks. Does your wife know what's going on here? She knows I go to work. You're wasting your time, and it's sad. You might as well put the dishes in the shower. What? Hey, Catherine, what's cooking? We're putting a man on the moon. Are you out of your mind? I can't even get tuna without celery. Nobody's gone to the moon, ever. Why not? It's too far. It's far. It's really far. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. So you can see the heavy-duty marketing and programming they're using to get people to get sucked in with FTX. And you throw on top of FTX, you have Celsius, Mt. Gox, Luna. I mean, my God, we're, we're just starting to see the beginning of the cryptocurrency corruption that's been set up. So let's get back into a little more Sam Bankman here. Um, this is... I can find this interview. Um, one sec here. Yeah, here it is. Crypto's White Knight. This is how they were selling Sam Bankman. Crypto's White Knight. Doesn't that sound a little racist? What can I do? Like, what would be the thing that I could do that would help you guys be as impactful as possible? And they all said they wanted my money and not my time. And, you know, if I was able to have a high paying job, I would be able to donate to them, you know, enough that they could hire a lot of people who were better than I was at, at, um, at growing out their actual. This motherfucking guy is in charge of people's fortunes. Just wrap your head around that for a minute, okay? And and that that would help them more than you know me working directly for them. And so that that was a hypothesis. And I you know basically thought about okay, like given where I am as a physics major at MIT, like I should probably think about where I might be able to you know donate as much as possible. And uh, obviously, like finance and quant trading came came to mind. Serve as a classic career path for disaffected physicists, um, and uh, and so you know I'll, applied to to work at, at Jane Street. So effective altruism is basically making as much money as you can so that you can give as much money as possible away. That's what it's meant for me, but for other people, right? It might mean actually going to work directly for the organizations if they're able to be really outstanding at you know. So what he's basically peddling is that 
he's Robin Hood. He's Robin Hood, and you are going to be one of his band of married men and women, and you will invest in FTX, and then you will take your profits and you will use them to make the world a better place. Right? This this is the dream that this guy is selling to people, which is ultimately um, a load of horseshit. And we'll get into him a little bit more. Let's listen to this. Um, let's, go, let's go further here. Either working for existing great charities or starting, you know, new philanthropic efforts. But yeah, for me in particular, what it has meant is, you know, making as much as I can so I can donate as much as I can to what hopefully are some of the world's most- Like most the Democratic Party? ...effective, you know, charities. Do you have a sense of how much you've given away so far? Yeah, it's some definitional issues. I think especially you look at like, we've made a few for-profit investments in companies that we think are going to do good for the world. And so I'm gonna, you know, if you put those aside for a second and you look- What just, is good for the world? And what made this fucking, you know, on the spectrum, shitbag, the arbiter of what's good for the world? Think about that. This, this investing a ton of power into this supposed little brainiac that ultimately is going to pull one of the biggest bait and switches of all time. And now there's a lot more going on here with FTX and we're just starting to scratch the surface. So bear with me over the next couple of days as we continue to um, kind of peel this thing away. It's, it could go down as one of the biggest scandals of all time because of where the money went, what, what they did with it. I mean, the thing is, it makes the SNL scandal back in the late 70s look like they were stealing from a, from a lemonade stand. Just that the things that are sort of unambiguously, uh, you know, philanthropy, I, I think it's, it's a bit north of 100 million so far this year. Um, and, you know, probably that's gonna ramp up a bit uh, over the next couple of years. Do you have a sense of how much of your fortune you'd be willing to give away in the end? I mean, in the end, I think almost all of it, right? Like in, in the end, uh, the way I think about it basically is something like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe like 1% of it or something I'll, you know, end up using on, on, on myself. But, but if I do well, and obviously if, if, you know, if I underperform, then these numbers don't have to change. But, but if I do well, I think that should be kind of plenty for me. Oh, you didn't own any Bitcoin five years ago. Is that true? Uh, five years ago. Yeah, that uh, is about five years ago that I traded my first my first Bitcoin. What got you into it? So I, I just left Jane Street and didn't actually know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Like I, I'd love just basically I, I loved it there. But on the premise that there are just a ton of things that I could try and probably one of them was going to exciting, even if I didn't know which. Uh, and like, I basically pulled up CoinMarketCap and just looked at like the Bitcoin page on it, uh, the, the like little markets have, and it was super interesting because, first of all, it told me you know roughly what the volume is, where the the big venues were, but also it lists out the price on each exchange, and and today that's almost an antiquated part of the product. Like I forget that that column exists because it's just reading out you know, 23,731 12 times in a row, but back then. It was all over the place, right? And you'd see like 10, 20% differences between different venues. And then a few that were off by like 60% or something. And it basically looked at it and said like, if that's correct, there's an arbitrage. Like if that data is right, there's a trade to do. 
And so I just like tried to create accounts and do it. So as a quant trader, your mind immediately went to that arbitrage opportunity. Yeah, that's right. And Alameda, so at the time you started trading yep. Bitcoin and seeing these arbitrage opportunities, that was your own money. When did you go and decide, oh, I'm actually going to- So Kate Rooney is part of the, um, the Rooney and Mara family dynasty establishment. So she is connected to the Rooneys who own the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And when you get into the stories of how um, Wellington Mara and um, Art Rooney Sr. acquired these football teams, um, you get a real sense of kind of first generation corruption um, in the United States, and especially with the Roonies who were involved in the horse racing business, dog racing, tracks, right? So they made a lot of their money off of borderline legal and illegal activities. So Kate Rooney comes out of that out of that family. And, you know, they're they're not quite American robber barons, but they're they're basically um cleaned up Irish mobsters. The Mars and the Rooneys are cleaned up Irish mobsters. And she does not ask him one question that any real journalist would ask him, like oversight. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Not a, essentially what this becomes is a uh, infomercial for FTX. That's all it is, really, is an infomercial for FTX. There's no hard questions being asked. Nothing. Softball after softball after softball. And her just, it, you know, gushing over his geeked out philanthropy. Launch a firm around this. So pretty early on, I would say a month in, we sort of decided it was worth trying. And basically we just tried to do a lot of arbitrage opportunities. I'd say 90% of the trades that we tried to do, we failed to do for one reason or another. The other 10% were still exciting and, and, and you're good enough to, to make it compelling. Uh, but when you when you look at what it takes to do, you know, an arbitrage in crypto. Okay, so apparently he's got some kind of penthouse in the, bah the Bahamas, because that's where they were. They were located in the Bahamas. So they were outside of the reach of any kind of real regulation. They're like, screw that, you know. We're, we're not going to be set up to uh, have any real oversight, right? So he's got a $40 million penthouse in the Bahamas that's for sale on the market. And apparently he's now in Argentina, theoretically. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna shift a little bit. I'm gonna play you another video. Because um, this is how they were saying, I think there's more than one of these interviews with Miss um, Mara. Um, so this was an ongoing effort to absolutely sell this whole damn thing, right? All right, let me see if I can find this. So somebody who came on the scene 
back around 2016 with somebody by the name of uh, Really Graceful. And she's gone on to do a number of videos. And I, and I, uh, I respect the work that she does. Um, she got deplatformed from YouTube. She had a baby. She became a mom. And so she's over on BitChute now trying to crank out um, some content. So I'm going to play this video in its entirety because she's going to get into a bit of the second and third level grime here with FTX. So why don't, why don't we jump in here and hear what she has to say for about seven minutes. And I promise I won't stop the video. So you guys can just get a full dose here. Sometimes bit shoot just does not do what it's supposed to do. All right, let me reload this. This is what happens with bit shoot sometimes. Hey, internet friends, this is. Hey, internet friends. Hey, internet friends. This is going to be a quick one. I'm going to give you a rundown on the whole FTX crypto exchange financial drama, as well as cover the rather insidious and bigger story about FTX that mainstream media won't touch. Fair warning, this is such an annoying thing to explain because there's a lot of acronyms, but the recent FTX drama boils down to this. A crypto exchange took customers' money and invested it in unknown assets. And when customers went to pull their money out of the exchange, there was no money. Crypto exchange FTX and its founder Sam Bankman fried or SBF, imploded this week. To put it in perspective, FTX and its competitor Binance are the two largest exchanges in the world. Just like with Binance, with FTX, the customer can put in dollars or tokens, and you can trade these tokens. The way these exchanges make money is by charging a transaction fee when you exchange tokens. The transaction fee token that FTX uses is called FTT. It's a utility token that provides access to the FTX trading platform's features and services. And listen, I know it's funny money, but just stick with me here. Sam implemented a backdoor in the FTX bookkeeping, which let him alter his company's financial records without alerting their external auditors. That means when he transferred $10 billion of customer money to his sister company, Alameda, which he also founded, it went undetected. So early in November, Coindesk, which is like a crypto publication, ran a report on FTX, which is headquartered in the Bahamas and showed that basically the company was belly up. FTX had minimal liquidity because its founder had invested its customers' money in a bunch of unknown assets. Most of Alameda's assets were tied up in FTT. The funny money. So neither of Sam's companies had any liquidity. They only had fake money. Turns out the CEO of Binance decided to liquidate roughly $530 million worth of FTT around this time. 
which signaled FTX's customers to pull out too, and when they all did this at once, FTX saw an estimated $6 billion in withdrawals over the course of 72 hours. Which, of course, it couldn't fulfill because I just told you they didn't have any actual money. And hey, this is a very simplified version of events, but I believe I gave you the main highlights so we can move on to the bigger story. Back in 2019, Biden announced his presidential campaign, and just two weeks later, MIT graduate, early life Wikipedia tribe member, Silicon Valley's Sam Bankman Freed, who is actually the son of Barbara Freed, who's a Stanford professor who happens to be the co-founder of Mind the Gap, a democratic political fundraising organization based in Silicon Valley. Sam's brother, Gabe, is founder of Guarding Against Pandemics, an organization that advocates for public investments to prevent the next pandemic. And Gabe was a legislative correspondent for the U.S. House of Representatives and an advisor to large political donors in the Democratic Party. But that's not all. Aunt Linda Freed is an epidemiologist and dean at Columbia. She specializes in aging. And her husband is an expert in HIV AIDS. They both have strong links to the World Economic Forum. You can read about them on the WEF's website. Anyway, Sam launched the FTX exchange two weeks after Biden announced his run for presidency. And somehow, in his late 20s, Sam became one of Biden's biggest donors. He reportedly has become the second largest donor to the Democrats right after George Soros. FTX was an overnight success and made Sam very rich. At his peak, he was reportedly worth $26 billion. And he'd even gotten celebs like Tom Brady and Giselle to promote his crypto exchange. Investment firm Sequoia Capital invested $213 million in Sam's company. Only for Sam to turn around and invest $500 million in Sequoia Capital. Not only that, but FTX purchased 30% of Anthony Scaramucci's Skybridge Capital. Once Biden was in office, he appointed Gary Gensler as the SEC chair. The daughter of Gary Gensler's boss at MIT, Caroline Ellison, is now the president of FTX's sister company. That's quite a web that's being woven when the SEC, or the Securities and Exchange Commission, is supposed to be protecting investors. In theory, they're supposed to be fair and not corrupt and impartial and all that. But I digress. FTX's head of ventures is Amy Wu, who used to work for the Clinton Foundation. And I'm undoubtedly going to butcher some of these names here, but it is what it is. FTX's policy and regulation head, Mark Wetchen, served as Obama's Commodity Futures Trading Commissioner. And there were reports that FTX wanted to spend over a billion dollars on the Democrat Party for 2024. According to another report by Coindesk, the Ukrainian government launched a crypto donations partnership with FTX in March of 2022. FTX was converting donations into fiat for a deposit at the National Bank of Ukraine. Aid for Ukraine was the official initiative that raised funds from the crypto community for the benefit of Ukraine's military and humanitarian needs. Quote, the Aid for Ukraine effort utilized FTX services to convert crypto funds received into fiat and send the donations to the National Bank of Ukraine, ultimately becoming the fifth largest charitable foundation assisting in the country's war effort. End quote. Let's just get all our ducks in a row here. The foreign aid that the U.S. government sent Ukraine was then put into FTX. 
And I just told you that the way exchanges make money is by transactions. So FTX made a ton of money from the U.S. government sending our tax dollars to Ukraine and Ukraine partnering with FTX, which Sam Bankman-Fried then turned around and donated to the Democratic Party. For the midterms alone, Sam gave Democrats $40 million from his now bankrupt crypto exchange. And it's pretty suspicious that the downfall of FTX happened right after midterms. To summarize and make sure we have this right, you, the taxpayer, give your hard-earned money to the American government. The American government turns around and gives it to Ukraine, and Ukraine runs your donations through FTX. And then the FTX founder takes your money and gives it to the Democrats. So do you think Democrats will give back this tainted money after this whole scandal? Totally a rhetorical question, but I think it should be demanded of them. It's only fair, you know? But in all seriousness, I think the Sam Bankman-Fried character was set up to fall. His whole rise was too manufactured, too quick, and now his bankrupt company sets up the perfect example for people to demand federal control of cryptocurrency and trading, for them to demand government regulation. They fried the bankman. You get it? What do you think, internet friends? You know, I always look forward to your comments. Thank you so much for watching and um, subscribing and supporting my channel. On Bye. Now, uh, normally, um, I don't play an entire video like that, but she did such a great job of just bringing everybody kind of up to speed in the moment, right? So let's go back and review what FTX was up to. It started during the Biden presidency and the campaign for the Biden presidency, right? And we talked about this already. We talked about how Black Lives Matter was essentially washing money for Share Blue. This is another version of the three-card Monty or the Ponzi scheme. So this is this is this is what's happened. It's the same thing. So once that operation was shut down, then FTX, with all the connections, look at all the connections there between Sam Bankman-Fried, his brother, his father, his mother, his aunt, his kooky-ass, meth-snorting, poly girlfriend. Right? They're all connected. They're all connected to major players. So then what happens? The Skybridge Capital thing is important because it acts as a transfer vehicle, right? It's it's like um it's like it's sort of like a version of a stable coin, right? Like like you use it as bridge money. And that's what it's about. Skybridge is like bridge money. So when you have a deal, you always have bridge money. It's like there's this money that's sitting between you and the person. It's not the entire amount, right? But it represents your stake in the transaction, which means that the other party can go, can go further with the bridge money. And that's theoretically like the money that's good faith money. So they set all this stuff up. They set it all up and then they hype it and they pump it. And they get people like Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, and Steph Curry, Naomi Osaka, and Larry David and 
on the consumer side, they're basically saying we are uh, the McDonald's of crypto. You don't even have to know anything. All you got to do is go here and, you know, hook this up and start buying and selling and trading. And, oh, it feels so good. Oh, and, oh yeah, I'm such a philanthropist. And, you know, the money that I make is all geared towards issues that are going to help the world. Well, of course, it's issues that he thinks is important or his handlers think he's important. Now, if you go back and you look at his background, you'll see a lot of really weird stuff. Like he was part of a dream program. He was one of these, um, he's one of these on the spectrum dudes. And I've talked about this before and how in a lot of ways, the advent of the shot is all about creating potential candidates to be on the spectrum. Now, whether or not he got the shot, who knows? But there's generally a group of people that originate from an area in Poland where most of the kind of first wave autistic spectrum people, Asperger's, come from. I've covered this before. And um, David Mamet was somebody who was part of that kind of initial tranche. Oh, yeah, here's where Mammoth's from. And all these other people were from this one area. And they all kind of be, they're all kind of being on the spectrum a little bit. But then you they connect that up with Hollywood. And they show that these people were the ones that were um, essentially vested with building Hollywood. Right. So I don't know where Bankman Fried's family comes from in terms of their European or Central European roots. It's pretty clear that dude is on the spectrum. And then you throw him in to like the, the dream stuff. Let me do this. I'm, I'm in the kind of a weird browser for this. Um, I love store page, but it's still really green. So here's pictures of him as a kid, right? This guy's a project. He's, he's a total project. And this is from 11.11. Um, Let me show it to you guys. Inside the very millennial life of bankrupt FTX founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, T-Toll Vegan Gamer, 30, who claims four hours a night on a beanbag in his Bahama, Bahamas penthouse. There's also his office, which he shares with uh, nine co-workers. Nicknamed SBF, lives in a multi-million dollar apartment in the Bahamas with nine of his acolytes, including his rumored 
on-off lover, Carolyn Ellison, who we saw there briefly. The son of Stanford graduates, he calls himself an effective altruist. He wanted to give away most of his now decimated fortune to good causes. He meant well. The collapse of FTX saw 98% of his wealth wiped out in a single day. The largest ever one-day drop for a billionaire. Talks about Brady, Bunchen, Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. Uh, the 30-year-old nicknamed SBF is a teetotal vegan, sleeps four hours a night, drives a Toyota Corolla, and shuns designer clothes for scruffy loungewear and sneakers. Oh, he looks the part, doesn't he? Ellison, uh, this is his girlfriend, a Harry Potter fanatic, whose father is an esteemed academic, was CEO of Alameda Research, a trading firm launched by Bankman Freed, which is inextricably tied to FTX's downfall. So he created a sister company and put her in charge. And he created a back door. He created a back fucking door with FTX. By the way, people don't know this, but everybody thinks that Bitcoin is um, part of this immaculate blockchain. Really? Really? Do you really think that Bitcoin is ironclad? I don't think so. When they find out that there's backdoors with Bitcoin, it's all over. So this is what the operation looked like. You had basically this dude and these geeks running an entire network. Here's his batshit crazy girlfriend. Gary Wang. Nishad Singh. Oh, it's great. They're a very diverse group. Very diverse. There's Giselle. I just get this reeks of curve. He reeks of curve. Bill and Blair. Oh, let's put our shovel in the ground for altruism. Look at the Ukrainian colors. This is for some Hong Kong shit. Those are all Ukrainian colors. Here's his little penthouse. Just a modest, modest little retreat. He gave $5.2 million to Biden in the 2020 election. A lot more with the 2022 midterms. Here we get into some of his um, family line. Mother Barbara Freed is the William W. and Gertrude H. Saunders Professor of Law. His father, Joseph Bankman, is Ralph Parsons Professor of Law and Business at Stanford Law School. So they literally banked on his parents' as the, the power of the oversight, right? That, that their standing in the banking and law and ethics community rubber-stamped that this was okay. Guarantee you. He studied math and physics at MIT before joining Jane Street Capital in 2013, a Wall Street behemoth that made 17 million trades in 2020. 
He quit four years later, moved to the liberal enclave of Berkeley, California, and started Alameda Research. FTX was founded in April 2019, and three years later, it was valued at an eye-watering $32 billion. The company was initially headquartered in Hong Kong, but moved its headquarters to the Bahamas in September of 2021, in part because of a crackdown on crypto by China. So there he is, the Time Lord. Here's mom. Good job, mom. Here's dad. Oh, I'm sure they're proud of their son. This is what he was like when he was a kid. Check this out. This is from 2009, we took part in a sleep study. Randy's hooked up to all these electronics. He's all fucking cyborged out. This is a weird dude, right? And this is the guy that was in charge of billions and billions of dollars. It's just like that. I wanted to, I wanted to show you this. Right, look at this. What's going on here? Is it really just a sleep study? Or are they hacking his brain? So what we've witnessed is theft on a grand scale. And this is theft that was um, clearly had malice and forethought. They knew exactly what they were doing. So just to bring it all back to where we are with this, FTX is a crypto exchange. They're taking money from regular Joes, theoretically. And then they're, when they take their money, they created a backdoor inside of FTX so they could slide that money out and into Alameda. And everything is cool until people want their money. When they want their money, it's not there, right? So what was FTX really set up for? It was set up for money laundering with almost zero oversight. So now you have the United States, which is sending a shit ton of money to Ukraine every single month, millions, billions, whatever, whatever the number is. And then what does Ukraine do? it turns it into FTT, where? On FTX. So then that money winds up getting filtered back into FTX and then Sam Bankman-Fried is able to take the money out, move it into Alameda Capital, move that, whatever, right? And so this happened really during the midterms. And now that the midterms are over, they're shutting down the operation. They got exactly what they needed. They got a shit ton of money that they had sent over to Ukraine. It got washed through FTX, came back. They invested it um, in the DNC and the DNC invested it in elections. It's exactly what happened. 
That is the Reader's Digest thumbnail version of this. Okay, the harder thing to talk about with all of this is that unfortunately, Bankman-Fried, his family, his cohorts, they all fit a pattern. And it's the same pattern that Kanye West has been talking about. That's what's going on here. And people are now, even Dave Chappelle talked about it the other night. You know, you get a bunch of you get a bunch of black guys together, what do you got? You got a gang. You get a bunch of Italian guys together, what do you got? You got a mafia. You get a bunch of uh of uh, fiat reserve currency lending dons, and what do you get? Just a bunch of individuals. That's what's happening here. But people are not unaware. They know what's going on, right? And again, is this an indictment of every single Jewish person? No, it's not. And I'm clear about that. There are people that are watching right now that are in chat, right? And they're Jewish. And, you know, and I love these people. So I have no malice in my heart whatsoever for anybody of any, any ethnic or religious stripe and especially if they are invested in the truth. But to sit back and take, you know, a 40,000 foot view of this thing and not connect more dots is not gonna help anybody, right? So this is kind of the reality take now. Whether or not people are able to articulate what I just articulated in a broader, um, message or context. I don't know. But I do know that people are watching and that people are connecting dots. And when something like this happens on the heels of everything we've been seeing with Kanye and Kyrie, people start to do math in their heads. And this is happening. This thing is happening now. And unfortunately, what I think is that whenever you see a group that is flagrantly um, abusing the system, let's say, do you think that there's ever any apology towards that? No. Just look at the 2020 election. Was there ever any apology or any capitulation or recapitulation about that event? No. So what did they do in 20, 2022? They did the exact same thing. Different players, different money, different sources, but they don't, there's, there's no, um, there's no conscience here, right? So when people in, in groups who have a history of doing things that are in their own self-interest. I don't, I don't care what the group is. When they have a history of that, and it comes out that this is exactly what's happening, what do you think they'll do? They'll do everything in their power to normalize it. They won't apologize. They won't look for some kind of um, redemption. They'll just lean into it. They'll just lean into it and tell you, do something about it.
because that's where we are now. The irrefutably stolen election in 2020. They stole another one in 2022. And they're they're just going to shove it in your face and dare you to do something about it. It's the same thing with FTX. Do something about it. The corruption, South Node and Scorpio, is going to be so open and on the table that they're just going to do everything in their power to normalize it. And it'll be just one thing after another thing after another thing, and people will resign themselves, theoretically, to the idea that this is just how human nature is. And this is why we're in such a dark period of time. And until somebody like Donald Trump can actually speak to this, then we don't have much of a chance, right? And to speak to it in a way that is articulate and informed and as empathic as it can be. But I'm telling you right now, this, 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 uh, this looting of the public's trust and the social contract, you're just, you're just starting to see it. At a certain point, it's just like, we don't fucking care. Fuck you. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Do whatever we need to do. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Oh, go ahead. Call us bankers. Yeah, go ahead. Call us money lenders. We don't care. We'll, we'll do everything in your power, our power to ruin your life. And that's where this whole thing is going. The problem is is that that is a model that's based on hubris and pride. I don't care what group you are. I don't care if you think that you're like a black Hebrew Israelite and actual manifestation of God, which is what they believe. I don't care if you're a Mormon who, you know, over the course of your, your protestations and all the things you do in order to uh, get to the next level where you will be a god of a planet, which is really what the basis and foundation of Mormonism is. I don't care if you're a, a group that thinks they're part of the chosen race, right? I, all these groups, right, with their extremists and in their own way, social selectivity, it will not work during this time that we're in. It won't. It won't. And every flex in order to um, keep it from working is going to fail and go in the other direction. I'm just telling you. And so there may be things that you don't even have to do, right? You just have to sit back and just watch it. Sit back and watch it. Speaking of sit back and watch it, let me see what we got here time-wise. I'm going to play a, a, a video of uh, Wendy's daughter. This is... Uh, this is Rachel, and according to Wendy, this is her best tango performance. So let's, let's go out on a little bit of tango in a beautiful memory of Rachel. Here we go.
It's like there's no one watching. That's the message. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to stay open to what's possible in Robert Phoenix. We'll be back tomorrow and um, we'll be uh, untangling more of the Bankman knots. Till then, take care and bye for now. <laughs>